Welcome back to the SNX Farm Supply High School Highlight Show here on Jock 98.7. Brought to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank with more than 100 locations in six states. Great Southern Bank that cares as much about your money as you do. Member FDIC. Also brought to you by Doak Propane. For all your propane needs, see the folks in Doak. Well, we welcome to the Scoreboard Guy Network at this point, uh, the SID and Assistant Athletic Director from Evangel University, Philip Dowden. And Philip, hey, thanks so much for being part of the show today. Hey, Guy, thanks for having me. Enjoy being on. Well, crazy times that we live in. And kind of just for the listeners, kind of take us through, you know, Evangel and, and, and that conference, the Heart of America Conference, and then and, and ultimately the NAIA. Uh, decisions here over the past, you know, 10 days to two weeks. Yeah, you know, so we're sitting here uh, today, you know, March uh, 20th, 2020, and uh, you look back at the last week and a half and, um, you, you know, really everything, you know, kind of stems and started around uh, what, what happened in, in the NBA last week and when, you know, Rudy Gobert, um, you know, they find out that he's tested positive for, you know, the COVID-19 coronavirus. And, um, you know, so you, you fast forward, you know, not even 24 hours um, and you've got, uh, you know, Division One conference tournaments, uh, you know, kids that are literally being pulled off the court. Um, you, you know, I know there's games that was in the Big East that, that never got to finish. And, and you look at the NAI schools and, you know, this is the last year of NAIA being split into divisions for basketball, Division One and Division Two, and um, you know, so you know, just frame of reference for people locally here in Southwest Missouri and the Ozarks. You know, Evangel's a Division One school, College of the Ozarks is a Division Two school, and uh, and really, it's kind of very similar to the NCAA schools, and uh, you know, the amount of scholarships that you have available for your athletes is really the only thing that separates those but the division two national championships was going on at the time on wednesday they had just gotten underway and played all day wednesday um and, and you know and so you're uh you're just a couple hours away from the division one selection show you know um on, on wednesday the 18th or wednesday the 11th excuse me um and so you know, you fast forward, you know, another 24 hours into Thursday the 12th, um, and they go ahead and they start uh, the next day of tournament games at the Men's and Women's Championship uh, in Sioux City, Iowa, and Sioux Falls, South Dakota for Division Two. Um, and by 12 o'clock, um, the National Committee for NAIA uh, decides to cancel all winter championships and why you know, we all look and say, okay, basketball is, you know, no more. And you think of March Madness and, uh, and while the division one March Madness has kind of coined that phrase and maybe even trademarked it, um, on a couple levels, um, March Madness, I mean, it encompasses a lot of basketball from division two NCAA division three, um, and then the NAI levels and, you know, high school, uh, basketball and you know whenever you think March Madness you just think of championship level basketball and, uh, you know so they pull kids off the court and um, you know and I, I saw some uh, pictures from Sioux City uh, where they pulled um, the, the women's teams off the court and those girls you know weren't even you know they had already limited the fan attendance and they were making teams go back to the hotel to shower 
um, in the early stages of this, which, you know, whether, whether that was the right thing to do or whether that was, you know, not even enough of an overreaction to this canceling. Um, you know, I, I think we're still kind of in a to be determined kind of phase of that, but, you know, you see these girls that are in their jerseys and uniforms hugging each other and crying, uh, because they just, you know, played a quarter of basketball and got pulled off the court and told them your season's over with. And, you know, and I, I've seen a lot of other teams that didn't get to make it to their conference tournament or didn't get to, you know, Evangel where we didn't even get to make it out to Billings, Montana for our, our national tournament. Um, but anyway, so that wraps up, you know, winter sports being completely canceled. Um, you, you know, and in that was wrestling, um, who there was a y- bunch of young individuals who had just got to the res- wrestling national championships um, and, and were getting ready to, uh, you know, go through that. Uh, cheer and dance was just a couple of days away from getting ready to travel um, and, and go through those championships. And, um, and, and, you know, so, so you cancel all winter championships and it's not, you know, indoor track and field is a winter championship and it had just ended, um, on March 7th. So they, they were able to get that in, but, um, you know, so you look, uh, you know, we should be in, uh, the quarterfinals of the division one basketball championships. And you look on the men's side and it's the, uh, the longest running continuous basketball tournament in America has been in Kansas city, Missouri at municipal auditorium. And it's the NAI, uh, basketball championships. And, um, it was going to alter a little bit going into next year with the merging of the divisions. But, um, but, but, you know, it, it kind of just ended prematurely and it kind of left a sour taste. I know Randy, uh, Randy Kovitz and from the, that freelances and used to work for the Kansas city star and still does work with them. I know he's actually already wrote a couple things about it and how, um, it just kind of just, just ended without any finality to it. So, um, so all of that, you know, has happened over the, the last week. And then, um, you know, you get into Monday the 16th, um, and the NAI just kind of comes down with a decree and, the, the heart of America, uh, they actually made their statement as well um, just before the NAI announces that they're canceling all spring sports and championships. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to a couple people, and I think you and I had even talked about this, and it almost just kind of seemed like that was just the, the best course of action. I know there's, um, I, I know there's a lot of time left uh, in the in the school year, um, but uh, but it just seems like it's just easier to, to know that we're done and, and not worry about it um, and, and not this uh, this optimism game that seems to be played. And um, and then on the 16th, which was Monday, the NAI, you know, they cancel all spring sports seasons, um, and, and you know, and what that means for our campuses that are NAI schools. Um, it, it limits practices, um, it, you know, so, uh, so practice spring football that was going on around the country here at Evangel, um, it, everything's, everything's canceled through the end of the year. And, you know, uh, the biggest thing that came with that, and I, and I really appreciated kind of the, 
NCA, you know, different uh, di- different associations and levels, and the NAI um, going ahead and uh, granting relief for the student athletes to not be charged a season of competition in the spring sports. So, um, so the NAI and I and I haven't really studied up on what the NCA mandate was and their decision from their governing body but uh from the nai level any spring sport athlete who was enrolled full-time in 2020 uh is awarded two additional semesters um and so what that means is if you're a freshman or you're a sophomore um you're going to be a freshman or sophomore uh athletically next fall as well um so, so your your clock of what you have going on uh, kind of just continues and rolls through that. So, uh, so that kind of brings us to you know this week. And um, once that was kind of made, you saw a lot of schools kind of say, okay, well now how do we handle uh, the academic side of this, and um, and what are we going to you know look like from an online learning standpoint, and uh, and, and what's graduation going to look like, and. Um, and, and even allow some athletic departments to move forward and possibly even save some money uh, here heading into the, the spring and really help out some uh, some universities' bottom line um, where, where athletic departments can be one of the heavier um, heavier spending departments across campuses. As you look at just the you know evangel situation and obviously you had the you know the Lady Crusaders had. You know, had a watch party and they qualified for the postseason, uh, so obviously they're devastated as well. And you've got the kids in the spring season, and what what does your campus look like with regards to maybe some kids that just aren't able to get home? Maybe they live overseas, or maybe they're not able to get back. So yeah, Vangel being, um, it, you know, we're, we're a university that's, uh, it, you know, we have not just uh, domestic students, but a lot of international students as well, and. Um, you know, a lot of kids had kind of started their spring breaks and were getting ready to take trips, and all those trips were canceled if they were university sponsored. You know, so um, you know, I, I don't think we had a whole lot of kids that uh, I hope not, anyways, that were going to go down to Florida and hang out on the beach this last week. You know, I'm hoping they were smarter than that, but um, but but you know, if you could go home, uh, you, you know, you're able to go home and. Um, and, and just kind of continue workouts on your own, um, you know, and get ready for what a on a, you know a half a semester of online classes is going to look like. And nobody knows what that's going to look like. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that take online classes, but usually you take you know one or two classes online, um, and you know you're looking at twelve hours is a full time load. Um, on most campuses and, um, and, and, you know, to take your full 12 hours online now through half a semester is going to be challenging, not just for students, but for professors as well. So, um, you know, if, if some kids may not have internet access, um, the, the dorms have stayed open. Um, you, you know, they're trying to provide, um, a, as much of a normalcy as they can, um, and Dr. Taylor, our president, she said uh, in an email to our campus just the other day that, you know, our biggest asset, and I think every university would agree with this, your biggest asset is your students, your faculty and staff, and then your alumni. Um, and, and as you look at, you know, all those people trying to make sure that you set everybody up in a position to succeed. Um, and, you know, we're in the business of uh 
of you know helping produce the next generation of of uh, young adults and sending them out into the world and so um you, you know i know we've got some kids that uh that, that can't go home you know whether they live in california or um and you know some of the travel restrictions that's been made out there some of them that you know maybe their parents dropped them off and they're out here uh and they got a plane ticket um you know i had a couple student workers that um were from michigan um, and they fly home. They don't have a car on campus. Um, so they're kind of at the mercy of either a parent coming to get them, um, you know, a friend giving them a ride back to where they can meet their family um, or, or, or maybe just travel restrictions, you know, with some soccer players that we have that are from Brazil trying to get back home um, in, in that scenario. So the cafeterias remained open. You know, they're doing sack lunches and kind of a, a grab and go type uh, scenario on campus. So nobody's going hungry. Um, you, you know, you've got internet if you're able to stay on campus um, and, and those kind of resources. So um, it, it's a new, it's a new unfortunate normal that we're all kind of trying to deal with and we're kind of trying to take it as it comes. Um, and, I, and I'm really thankful for a lot of our, uh, you, you know, president, our president Taylor and the cabinet, um, they've kind of given a, a sense of we're not going to narrow down and say, you know, no across the board to this scenario. They're actually looking at each individual student and, and each scenario that comes across. Now, obviously, we've got 2,200 students on campus, and you're not going to have to, you, you know, make a decision on all 2,200 students. Um, but, but there's a lot of students that are going to have unique um, scenarios and, and what each one looks like, whether it be how do they eat, how do they, uh, how do they get back home, how do they access the Internet. Um, maybe they don't have a computer and they need to use a computer lab. Um, and, and so uh, we're still working through a lot of those, but we've got a lot of those kind of starting to be figured out as well. Now going back to uh, just for a few moments here, the – the two, two additional semesters of eligibility for spring sport athletes who are enrolled uh, full-time as full-time students. Is that going to kind of create a log jam here in years to come as you bring in? Because I know that there are uh, young men and women who have signed letters of intent to, to attend, you know, Evangel and the different NIA universities, you know, around the country. But now they're going to – all those kids now are, are, are getting that eligibility back What's kind of is that going to create a log jam and 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 what are the financial aspects of that? So you know a, a lot of that is going to I I think kind of shake itself out kind of naturally you know I think you have um, you have kind of you know two different scenarios you've got a lot of kids that um, they're not going to the NBA they're not going to make play major league baseball. Um, I know there's a conference. There's a couple kids in our conference, baseball wise, that do have some draft um, aspirations and draft uh, baseball, you, you know, potential. Um, and, and you know, and so you you look at a lot of that. And so, you know, whether it be a young man that might get drafted this summer, whether it be a young lady on our softball team that's uh, getting ready to start med school in the in the fall. Um, I, I think there's enough of it that, um, that that there won't be a log jam, as you said, of 
uh, incoming freshmen saying, well, what happens to me now? You know, um, because it's going to, it's going to attrition itself out as kids, uh, you know, realize how they progress and everybody progresses through college at different rates, you know? Um, and so you may have a kid that might've thought they were coming in and playing right away. They may, excuse me, they may end up red shirting that first year. Um, but it may be a scenario where, Hey, we just added a little bit of depth to our outfield all of a sudden. Um, and it may help a team and um, just make a team more balanced um, than anything. So I think there's going to be enough give and take on a lot of different ends of kids that are ready to move on and, and start their careers and their families um, with kids that are not ready to hang up the cleats yet, you know, um, and, and what they're, they're wanting to do. So, um, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Another thing that's, uh, been actually pushed back on the legislation is the NAIA is um, poised to pass a name, image, and likeness um, policy in the NAIA where meaning uh, student athletes can get paid um, that basically paid the play. So everything that's been going on with the NCAA, um, I think it'll be interesting to see maybe some um, athletes that, you, you know, maybe not from the, you know, your major division one basketball athletes or, uh, or football or baseball type players, but maybe starting with your Olympic sports of kids that, um, Hey, I could be sponsored by Nike or, um, or Adidas and I can still come and run track at an NAI level and be really successful. Um, I I think you're going to see an influx of a lot of kids, um, coming to play NAI sports here in the next couple of years until the NCAA catches up with that. Um, and, and that may be a whole other uh, uh, podcast episode on its own, but, um, but there's a lot of interesting things that are going on right now. And um, I think the biggest thing is just things can change, you know, by the minute as we've all noticed with this and um, you know, you don't know if you're, you're in it for another three weeks or if you're in it for 18 months or, or somewhere in between. And so um, I think, you know, everybody understanding that a lot of flexibility is, is happening from, from the athlete standpoint. And, um, you know, and I just pray and hope that kids that are, that are going to those universities and making those choices that, um, that, that they're finding places and coaches that, uh, you, you know, really truly care about those, those kids and, um, and, and they're able to be successful in those. And that's what it makes it a good experience for them. You know, with your background in athletic administration, you know, from the NCAA level down to the NEI level, what's kind of your gut feeling on what the what the NCAA will do with regards uh, to the scholarships? I I can't imagine that they would give any of the winter sports scholarships, you know, back and, and allow those to come back and play. But maybe the spring sports, which have also been canceled, uh, but I don't believe the NCAA at this time. Now this is a twenty four hour news cycle. We got to pay to, you got to pay attention to it every minute. Uh, just things are continually changing day by day. But what's kind of your gut feeling on what the NCAA might do? So I, I have seen some where the NCAA is um, having those meetings and talking about, you know, relief for um, for those senior athletes. I haven't heard anything as far as, you know, a, a junior coming back and going to be a junior again next year. I've only heard it from a senior standpoint. Um and the way the NCAA works is each each um, 
they, they have their overall governing body, but then each each division is able to kind of uh, meet and and make up, you know, how how they respond to certain scenarios and. Um, and so the NCAA Division One, Division Two, and Division Three levels um, of being able to grant another year of eligibility, um, I, I think it'll definitely happen for the spring sports. If it, um, as you said, you know, is such a fluid cycle, if it hasn't already, um, unfortunately, I don't see any way uh, for, for basketball. Um, or the winter sports, you know, I know there was, um, I've got a friend who's on the NCAA Division Three Wrestling National Committee, and he had, you know, posted pictures of, you know, traveling to, to get to the national championship for wrestling, um, and, and then, you know, kind of the, the sadness of guys were actually out warming up on the mats and having to be pulled off at the Division Three National Championships for wrestling, Um so I, so I just don't see how you're able to justify, uh, you know, a winter sport that where, where you know over half the athletes have already completed their season, um, and, and other kids being able to do that. But um, but for the spring sports, the uh, the lacrosse, the baseball, softball, you know, golf, your outdoor track, um, yeah, I absolutely think they they will do that. I mean, you're especially at the division one level, you're hardly not even a third of the way into your season. Um, you know, the division two level where they start playing a week earlier, you're kind of getting into conference play a little bit similar to, uh, you know, the timetable, the NEI schools and division three schools are on. Um, but I still think there's such a large portion of the, the, uh, the, the season left to be played that it, that it just makes sense to give those kids that that year of eligibility back, and so um, you, you know, I I think it'll be really interesting to see what they they do if anything with the winter sports. But my gut just doesn't um, it, it just doesn't say that that there's anything going to ha- be able to happen as far as uh, a year of relief for those kids. Visiting with Phil Dowden, as a sports information director and assistant athletic director at Evangel. University here on the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show. This segment brought to you by the Bank of Aurora. Bank of Aurora providing that community and surrounding communities affordable home, auto, and commercial loans to help that those communities grow. And as we kind of wrap it up here, what uh, what does a day in the life look like right now for for Phil Dowden? So we're uh, at Evangel. You know, we're all working from home right now. Um, we're able to. Uh, you know, bring our laptops home. And, um, you know, I always make the joke in, in May, you know, Evangel and the heart, we've hosted our conference baseball tournament the last three seasons. And um, as soon as that tournament's been over with, I've always came home and laughed and said, you know, it's football season in May, um, be, you know, because of, you know, all our sports have been done. Um, I haven't been able to utter those words really out of my mouth yet. Um, and say that it's football season. It just doesn't feel right with no sports going on at all. So um, I, I am working on, you, you know, we're getting ready for football season and marketing plans and uh, communication and uh, web streaming plans for, for the fall. But, um, you, you know, I, I think it's important for a lot of athletic departments. We've got a lot of skills. You know, we stream, uh, we stream 90-some uh, contests a year. Um, through our online web 
web website and web channel. Um, so we've got a lot of skills in writing. You know, we write um, somewhere to close to 450 articles a, a semester. Um, so we've offered our expertise and our help to our university communication and marketing staffs. And, um, you know, we're trying to help them bridge the gap during this tough time as well. So, you know, whether it's helping them stream a, uh, um, I've got a colleague from Benedictine College in Atchison, Kansas, and, you know, he helped them stream a town hall meeting with their president and uh, presidential cabinet to answer questions for students and parents um, earlier this week. And um, I don't know that, you know, we're going to do anything like that at Evangel, but um, but we want to be there for our university staff to uh just offer that support as you know we're, we're still going through the processes of archiving and wrapping up the seasons and uh trying to make sure our seniors that are going to move on that they know they're loved and uh and they've got um a good support system as they move into the uh the alumni space for, for whichever ones those may be from a basketball standpoint and from a uh, spring sport standpoint so um we you know we're trying to stay relevant and um, you know, and help all our teams recruit. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the name of the game in sports is uh, recruiting never stops. And uh, your student athletes are your biggest recruiters. And so um, trying to help put them in a uh, position to, to be successful recruiters and our head coaches to be successful recruiters. Um, because, you know, if you're not out there trying to get the best athlete, someone else is. And, um, you, you know, and, we, uh, we, we all do this for the student athletes, but, you know, whenever you win, it sure makes it a, a whole lot more fun whenever you're able to, to uh, put a couple wins in the win column. So, uh, so, so a lot of fun going on at the same time right now. And, uh, yeah, just trying to work through it all. Wow. Have you got, have you got much feedback from the student athletes? Or are, they, are the coaches still being able to, to contact them? I mean, obviously it would be, you know, uh, you know computer-wise or Facebook or – Twitter or something like that, but are they still allowed to have contact with their current oh, scholarship athletes? Oh yeah, um, yeah, they've all, all started, um, you know, workouts, and I know our strength and conditioning uh, program is, you know, we're right in the middle of it. They're getting ready to do a, a max out um, right before spring break with football. Um, so you know, the strength coach, he's been, um, you know, they've got their different uh, text message and huddle communication methods that they reach out to their athletes and um pass along workouts and uh you know they've had to modify those a little bit and so um it, you know if you're driving around the ozarks and you see some uh some big kids flipping tires and stuff it just means that uh you know they're preparing for the season and and their gym's closed right now so just trying to find different alternatives and uh, and whatever that may be. So, yeah, it may be a lot more tire flipping and, uh, you, you know, sledgehammer or, uh, you know, uh, banging on those tires than, than normal and trying to think outside the box to, uh, to stay competitive. So, you know, I think that's one thing you don't want to do is lose, lose that competitive edge. And working in athletics, you know, we all, uh, we've all found that and uh, just look for a way to feed that fire every single day. Can you point at at maybe one positive uh, that that has come out of all of this? Um, and I know we're just about a month into it, and in reality, probably 
you know, week to 10 days and everything really starting to come down. But is there something that you can point at that, hey, this has been a positive part of this, whether it's the maybe connections that are made uh, or, or student athletes reaching out to each other to check on them? Are there things that you're seeing that in an extremely negative situation uh, can maybe be, be looked at as a positive? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we all need to rally together and and be able to, you know, have communication and where we're, you know, social distancing and, and everything. Um, we, we, we don't want to social isolate, you know, and I think that's one big important thing that um, I've seen our students, you know, they – um, they, especially on our football and basketball teams, they've got a great culture going on right now where they love each other. Um, and, and those kids are really good friends with each other. And, um, and, and so, you know, they're using those technology ways to hold each other accountable um, and, and still realize that in the grand scheme of life, you know, sports aren't the end all be all. It's a good avenue to help us be better humans and to create into, you know, scratch that competitive itch that, that we get um, from being an athlete and working in athletics. Um, but, but I think it's kind of put, been able to put a lot more um, in perspective of what's going to make us successful and what's going to make our student athletes successful in life. And, um, you know, and that's having a really good, uh, you know, final couple weeks to the spring semester and how you do in the classroom. And, you know, and I think it's just a good life lesson of, you know, we we all go through and we all have these normalities. Um, but you know, life's going to throw you curveballs, and you're going to have to be able to adapt and, uh, and change, um, your routine. And I, I know, you know, we're all a lot of creatures of habit and I've got some family members that, um, that do not like change at all. Um, but you know, that's the real world we live in. And so trying to dig through that, I think is going to make, uh, a lot of our student athletes, stronger um and it's and it's encouraging to see so um you know we've got a couple things that we're uh going to start gearing up to put on our um evangelathletics.com website uh here in the next couple weeks and so um i'm going to start my first contact with student athletes and um and and i'm really encouraged and excited to kind of see um what their new normals look like and how they're persevering you know kind of through this social distancing and um, trying to stay away from, you know, the social isolation. Absolutely. Well, Phil, I certainly appreciate your time here today. And, uh, you know, we recorded this, uh, you know, 24 hours earlier, so much may change between now and and the time that this is airing it, uh, coming out of a courtesy of Post Game Pizza in Rogersville. But uh, I really appreciate you being generous with your time today. And and, uh, maybe we'll get to do this again. This may become the norm. Uh, just reaching out and you know talk with uh, Corey Riggs as well. I'm gonna track down some coaches, and you know I'm keeping my social distancing, and you know I can see this term being used maybe next year in football and basketball with you know you're not guarding somebody close enough. Hey, limit your social distancing. You know, and, uh, it's, it's something that uh, folks are are gonna get tired of hearing. But hey, just stay safe and uh, and be smart. You know, just don't go out in the public, you know, if you don't have to. Absolutely. And, Guy, hey, I appreciate everything you do for all the athletes. And uh, just, uh, yeah, in a time where, you know, we may not be able to watch sports, um, there's still a lot of sports and good things to talk about. So I appreciate everything you do for 
you know, sports and athletes in the Ozarks. Hey, you bet. Thanks, Philip. Philip Dowden, Evangel University on the SNH Farm Supply High School Highlight Show here from courtesy of Post Game Pizza. And we'll be back after these messages from ESPN Radio.